Blog Talk Radio. Alright everyone, sorry about that This is Sadistic Sean David Um, If anybody's been trying to hear me I had myself muted Okay, so we're going to start this all over again My name is Sadistic Sean David I am one of your hosts here on the Evolution Radio Network I'd like to welcome you live inside the ER For a very special edition of Rampage Rants Entitled Severing Ties I... I'm getting things set up here. I will have several callers throughout the evening, uh, and we're going to talk about severing ties and what that means and kind of what that all is for tonight. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout-out to Steve Kane, who will be undergoing some extensive surgery tomorrow. Um, He will not be with us for the next following few weeks. He may be with us tonight. Uh, 
Um, and this Tuesday night, we will return to air for Tuesday night turmoil. It is uh, going to be myself and Katie Mason taking over the reins on both shows. And this Wednesday night, we may have a trick up our sleeve. Uh, Got to wait and see on that. But we definitely are going to have Rob Fury one way or another, um, unless we get this other huge surprise. That's all I can say. Um, and we'll be talking to Rob uh, if, if we, um, so, or whoever this surprise is. That's all I've been told. Um, so that'll be this week on War and Tuesday Night Turmoil. We will be airing July 4th on War. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to be bringing you, but we'll be bringing you something. The 11th will be back. Um, and the 18th is our next ladies' night. It's going to be glow night. And it's going to be uh, the ladies of the original glow. So, anybody that tried to hear me for the first mm, three minutes after the music stopped, I apologize. I had myself muted. I didn't check my settings. Um, so... Uh, again, I'd like to welcome everyone live into the ER. This is a special edition of Rampage Rants. The name of tonight's show is Severing Ties. As some of you know, or may or not know, and uh, I'll just deal with my guests as they get here, um, since about January, I have talked about going to RCW, which is Rampage Championship Wrestling, owned by Frank Root out of Jalepsy, Illinois, who runs shows in Litchfield, Quincy, Jacksonville, Whitehall, um, Pontoon Beach, Pocahontas. Where else have they run? Um, Trying to think. And uh, anyway... I have done a lot of extensive work to try to get in there and try to lend a hand with this group. And um, it's been one of those things that it's – I was supposed to start there back in January, and I did not get to start um, because – a certain guy by the name of Douglas O'Shea, who we'll get into here in a minute – and I'd like to welcome Steve Kane inside the ER here on Rampage Rants. Hey, Sean. Um, so O'Shea got me unbooked in January. I was supposed to come down there with a group of guys and start and uh, do what I could. Hold on. Um, you know, the thing about it was this. I didn't mind. I, I set the record straight. Uh, we we had some phone calls. I kept promoting them. Um, yep. I was supposed to start down there in May with Sin. Sin could no longer do the bookings, so I tried to replace him with Jay Bradley. Uh, they were not too keen on Jay Bradley for whatever reason. We'll get into yeah, that in I a minute, still, too. Yeah, I still don't get that. Um, we'll get into that. 
And the thing yeah. about it is this. I started there June 9th. Um, I was supposed to be there tonight. We'll get into why I'm not there here momentarily. But uh, from the get-go, I have been nothing but honest with Frank Rude about the situation, about me not being the world's most perfect promoter, and how controversial I am. I am probably one of the most controversial figures in all of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, not something I'm necessarily proud of, but if it's one thing that I'm going to get remembered for is sticking up for myself and what I believe is right, then so be it. Yep. Uh, you know, that's, that's just the way that that's going to be. Um, you know, I'm, I tried to do nothing but help Frank out from the get go. And before the last event, there were some, uh, things that arose, but Frank still had me come down. Steve, I'm going to mute you a minute until I bring you back on. Okay. Um, there were some things that popped up, and I still went down there, and I got paid, and I worked, and uh, everything I thought was good, and I set forward in motion the plan to bring in girls to RCW, and uh, I set forward you know, plans in motion to bring some other talent to RCW. And the original thing that I was hired to do at RCW was this. Advise, do commentary, learn from Frank, and help in any other way I could. And I've tried to do that, and it's uh, blown up in my face. Because we have people like Doug O'Shea, who we'll get into momentarily. There's this guy's a real piece of work. Um, they want to sit there and bad talk me to Frank, and he's known Frank for 20 years. So who the hell do you think Frank's going to believe? So uh, I'd like to announce, as of this morning. I have not announced this publicly, but as of this morning, I have severed ties with Rampage Championship Wrestling. Uh, what does this mean for them? It means a whole lot of bad stuff. Um, you know, it, it definitely is not good for them. Uh, Crime Fighter went down in May and sent me footage uh, prior to me going down there. I was not impressed by what I saw. Um, there was some good in it but there was a lot of bad. There was more bad than good. And I was willing to kind of overlook that because I knew that Frank wanted to make changes and, and kind of bring RCW into a new generation, or at least that's the story that he gave me. Um, I went down to Litchfield on June the 9th. The ring broke twice while I was there. It broke once. Pre-show, I believe the bottom cable snapped, um, and then a ring rope snapped during a match after intermission. They did not have a spare ring rope on hand. If that would have flown out in the crowd, uh, that could have been detrimental to somebody, or one of the workers could have got hurt. They played it off as like nothing was wrong. Um, I let that go. He's like, okay, shit happens. I was supposed to be booked today with the tag team, 
that uh, at one point uh, were in line to get the Wrestle Wars Tag Team Championships, and they did not get a booking today. I don't know if they went down there or not. I advised them not to. If they went, it was on totally up to them. Um, but I advised them not to go. And there is about an eighth of percent of the truth to what is being spewed to Frank Root. So I'm going to see if I can get this echo under control with Steve and go from there. Oh, it's gone. Thank goodness. All right, Steve. I'm going to let you kind of roll here. Well, I mean, you know, you've kind of, you kind of gone into some of the overall basics. Um, I'm going to get I'm going to get real specific as to what occurred over the last several days that caused Sean's uh, splitting with RCW. Um, a few days ago, he got a call from Frank. Frank claimed. And I'm going to preface this. I'm going to I'm going to kind of put a few things on this. Of course, you know, for those people who know, Sean and I are working partners, not just in not just in the ERN, but um, with the uh, Wrestle Wars promotion. Sean promotes. I'm the booker. I'm the guy who, between the two of us, we both procure talent. I'm the one who writes out the matches and the storylines and the angles. Um, so we're a package deal. If you, if you crap on one of us, you're crapping on both of us. So a few days ago, Frank calls Sean and says, Sean, uh, you owe Bob Orton money, which is like, Sean's like, say what? Yeah, that's. That's why I hear you owe Bob Orton money for uh, for a booking. That's what that's what we're that's what we're hearing from Bob. Although Bob did not actually make the call to Frank, Bob did not say this to Frank. Now this led me, unfortunately, to make a call to Bob and oh, kind of set the story straight. Which uh, I've had, I've I asked Herb Simmons to apologize on my behalf because, come to find out that you know, like I say, Bob did not say this. Okay, this was all in the very twisted mind of Mister O'Shea or whatever his real name actually is. Um, he told Frank that we had booked Bob and then did not pay him. Those of you who were listening to our shows back when we were getting ready to do the second Wrestle Wars event over, over in Streeter, um, know at, at least part of the situation. We'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and lay out the entire thing right now. Um, the, person that we were working with at the time, which we no longer even associate with him, had said that he could 
get Bob Orton for us for a reduced fee. Uh, he had he had screwed up on Wrestle Wars one. Was not supposed to be on visible. He was. He also did not cover his end of the payroll. Sean had to cover it all. So this was going to be his um, way of making up by getting us Bob at the reduced rate. Now, a few weeks before the show, we hadn't heard from Bob. So I called down there. And because I've known I've known Bob for well over 25 years, we've been we've been pretty good friends. Bob and I used to work together up here in Chicago for Windy City Wrestling for Sam Becerra. And Bob proceeded to tell me, huh, "No, I haven't gotten to, I haven't gotten a thing." So I said, "Okay, let me see what's going on, and we'll get back to you." So I get with Sean and I explain to him, okay, well, uh, Bob didn't get his money. So Sean calls Bob and finds out from Bob that, no, he never would have agreed to the price that we were told. And he told us what his actual price was. Sean went through, got the money. But then Bob says, you know what? It's my anniversary. Oh, the other guy effed around with me too much. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. So, hence, no Bob Orton, but we managed instead to get Tracy Smothers. So that's the so that's the first that's the first lie that came from O'Shea. Then the second lie, just um, a little over 36 hours ago, was that we owed money to Terry Brunk, a.k.a. Sabu. Sean nor I have ever considered booking Terry Brunk and Melissa Coates, a.k.a. Sabu and Super Genie. We've had on this program, an East Coast promoter who, if you have heard this before from this show, talked about the situation with the two of them absolutely trashing the hotel room that he got for them, how he held them up for more pay, how he was not really in any condition to work, when he did when he did show up for the for the event so that alone was bad enough the only time we ever had any interaction with sabu was when we covered the dudley georgia promotional disaster at that point sean in order to get Sabu to talk to us or supposed to get Sabu to talk to us, took money out of his own pocket, donated it to Brunk's GoFundMe for his hip replacement surgery. 
We did not get Terry Brunk that night. We instead got a rather drugged out Melissa Coates who told us that uh, Brunk was sleeping and kind of fumbled her way through a 10, 15 minute interview where she did manage to get some facts out, but uh, she definitely was not really in a coherent condition to talk. That situation almost cost us our personal and um, show relationships with our good friend, Kenny Bolin, because when he found out that uh, money had exchanged hands to get Brunk to talk to us, he was hotter than a firecracker on the 4th of July to use an old expression. But we have, we had never talked about bringing Brunk in for a show we have never talked to Brunk about bringing him in for a show. So that was another lie perpetrated by this O'Shea character in an effort to discredit Sean and by connection discredit me. Um, I messaged Root earlier today, Frank Reed is his real name, um, and I said congratulations by listening to the slander of somebody who does not know me at all. You lost probably the best helping hand that your company could have had. And to this, to this moment, he hasn't, he hasn't seen the message nor of course has he responded to it. I think that, uh, kind of takes up my end of things, Sean. So go ahead and take it from there. Sean? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I was okay. hoping that you would that you would shed some light on, on O'Shea saying that I ran TBW. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, O'Shea claims that Sean or did run the Facebook page Trash Bag Wrestlers. Now, if you've seen this page on Facebook, it's a page where they um, put down guys who come to the ring with no gear, bad wrestling posters, anything, anything that is garbage on the independent wrestling scene, they had a picture of it. I mean, there was actually, in fact, a picture one time of a match that I was actually involved in on the page. It was not a rip on me. It was a rip on one of the wrestlers. But, you know, like I say, O'Shea claimed that Sean was at least one of, if not the administrator of Trash Bag Wrestlers, which is totally untrue. Oh, I know Sean's looked at the page. I've looked at the page. Heck, you know, I think I think anybody and everybody on the independent scene looked at trash bag wrestlers at one time or another. You know, to sit there and say to somebody, "Hey, you're you're in here," and that, or you know, to make fun of pictures of the people that were on there. But again, more slander. 
Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know where this guy gets his gets his cockamamie ideas, but uh, good lord, I mean, well, he and not he a- needs he needs play he needs placement somewhere. To be honest with you, Sean. Um, we're going to have some other guests that are going to be calling in momentarily. They've asked me to, if I need to extend out the show, so they are allowed to call in because we've got some people that are very pissed off by this. Uh, Mm. we're not going to get into that right now, but, um, Steve, I'm going to mute you while I talk and then I'll bring you back on. All right. Because there's an echo. Okay. Um, Here's the other thing with O'Shea, and I'm going to let Steve Kane come back on and talk about this in just a minute. So O'Shea claims, uh-oh, we lost Steve Kane. Well, he'll call back. I, don't, I hope he didn't, I didn't do anything. Anyway, um, O'Shea claims that I called him a child molester. And had the police show up at his house and that he knows damn well it was me because I called him after the fact and there were people in the background giggling. That was his defense or his evidence. And he swears up and down it was me. Okay, let me clarify this for everybody. I have worked with Douglas O'Shea twice in my life. The first time was in 2009 when he came up to Princeton, Illinois for HCWA Midwest. And the second time was a couple weeks ago when I went down there and uh, all the bullshit had already been started and all the lies had been spewed from his tongue. So that's a, that, that became a problem. Um, you know, the thing about it is this, um, I, I have enough respect for the business to never run a site like TBW. At one point I contemplated it, but I thought, you know what? I'm better than that. Um, have I shit on shitty promotions? Yeah. Um, have I made mistakes in the past? Yeah, but we've talked about that. Um, For somebody to come out and spew all of this shit is beyond me. And there's going to be more points that I get to when Steve Kane gets back. He's dialing his way back in. Um, We're going to have a couple other callers that are going to be calling in that are upset. Um, Because from the get-go... I have done nothing but bend over backwards to try to help RCW in any way that I possibly could. Have I been critical of them? Yes. Because there are a lot of things that they do that makes me very uncomfortable. Uh, The first thing was the ring breaking a couple weeks ago in Litchfield. Um, As I said, if the rope had gotten to the front row or a wrestler would have fallen um, because of the rope snapping, then that could have been a major issue. And they just seemed to brush it off like it was nothing. That's a major um, red flag in my book. 
The other thing is they have a lot of guys that don't appear to have all the training in the world. They have guys out there that are running schools that I don't know should be running schools. Um, because I don't know that they were trained properly themselves to begin with. And if they weren't properly trained, they sure as hell don't belong training somebody else. Um, as I said, there is good and bad within RCW. There is a lot more bad than good. And I was, as I said before, um, I was willing to overlook that to kind of get an idea of what problems were there in person and where I could be of assistance. Um, I was critical of them of having too many guys work in T-shirts. You go back to the 60s and 70s, guys were not allowed to wrestle in T-shirts. I don't care what WWE does. I don't care what other promotions do. Have some fucking decency to your product. Um, Have some tradition in it. Because I'll tell you what, I had to learn through other people's eyes that having 20 million people work in T-shirts wasn't a good idea. And how to change the poster and the, the television ad to make it look better. Because perception is reality. And people don't understand that. So we're going to take our, maybe our only song break tonight. While Steve Kane gets dialed back in. Uh, what do I want to play? And I can just play anything. Um... We're going to take a quick little song break, and we'll be right back.
All right. All right. And we are back. So um, I was I was talking right before you left how um, I had only worked with O'Shea twice. Now, the other thing that Mm -hmm. we're going to get into is that he claimed that I was I called him a child molester. As I stated, I've only worked with him twice. I don't know him. Um, I don't I don't know any of that. So. I don't know where that came from. The other thing he told Frank is he, I had the cops show up to his house and he swears to God that it was me. Had proof that it was me. Oh my God. I don't even know where this guy lives. He needs to be in a home somewhere. Um, so that became an issue. And, he his defense for this was I supposedly called him on the phone after the fact and had people giggling in the background. What that could have been anyone. That could have been anyone. I'll tell you one thing, and oh Steve Kane can attest to this. It wasn't me. Cause you, I'll tell you one thing. If I'm after you, you'll know it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean... What would you be doing calling cops in Missouri? I don't have... Uh, uh, yeah. Because I didn't have anything better to do with my time than... Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so we, 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 we start to paint a picture here. There is circumstantial evidence that says because Beast worked for RCW at one point and O'Shea worked for Beast up here... And they've known each other probably 20 years, the same amount of time that Frank and O'Shea have known each other, that Beast is feeding some of this to O'Shea. Because Beast is mad that we outed him as a rapist. He is mad that I am shitting all over his new little fed, PWX, which couldn't draw their way out of, which couldn't draw at a high school dance. Yep. And... The thing about it is this. Uh, like I said, I have severed ties. What does that mean for RCW? It means they have lost probably one of the biggest assets that they could have had. But the problem with RCW is this. He has a core group of like, mm, I think he told me 10 people. That means that there are way too many hands oh in the cookie God. jar. Way too many hands in the cookie jar. Yeah. Uh, and that's a that's a good way of putting it. If you have that many yeah. hands in the cookie jar, ain't nothing gonna get accomplished. There is there is not yep. a damn thing that I can do when he's got ten people on his board that are gonna listen to O'Shea and listen to all this other bullshit to save that mm-hmm. product. And that's the whole reason I went down there. I thought I could make a difference with RCW, I thought that I could possibly get that product to look at in a better light instead of, you know, the laughing stock that a lot of people um, have looked at it as. And here's, here's the thing about it. And I'm, I'm going to shoot from the hip on this. They have run several benefits lately, yet there is no proof of where the funds have gone, how much was given, and when it was given. Mm-hmm. 
Steve and I have ran two benefits together so far. Yes. We can prove. Yeah, so far. We can prove that the money went where it was supposed to go. We can prove what was given, when it was given, how it was given, all of that. So, that raises questions. The other questions is this. They claim to be doing so well. And I'm going to shoot from the hip on this, and boy, I hope somebody sends this link to Frank Root. I really don't give a damn. Anyway, when I was down in Litchfield, he told me that he was pretty much floating money from one show to another. Technically the way it's supposed to work. However, if you're losing money, then the amount that you're floating from one event to another dwindles. The other thing is this. Steve Kane and I, Steve has had a little bit of time to review some of the footage that I sent him that Crime Fighter sent me. I don't even know what, how words describe it. Our definition of wrestling and their definition are completely two different worlds. Um, that's, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I was willing to overlook that because I thought, you know what? I can find the good in here. I can hopefully remove the bad and make changes that are going to be beneficial for the future of this company. I'm not saying they're all bad. There are, there are some guys with some potential there. I'm not going to name them mm-hmm. because they know who they are. Um, right. But there are a lot of guys there that lack good amount of training. There is a guy there that is running a school that I don't believe should be running the school because he, I don't know that he was trained right himself. And we've got the blind leading the blind, and that just always leads to more blind leading the blind. And then it becomes one big vicious circle. And then you have 20 million guys working on the independents that weren't trained the right way, that are unwilling to get mm-hmm. retrained. Yep. They were trained by so-and-so. We've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you are not getting trained as somebody that's been to the dance, don't bother. That is the one mistake yep. that I made in my career. Yes, I did seminars. But I blew some opportunities to train with some really great people. And some of it was financial funding to do it. Some of it was I believed in the wrong people. And this is not uh, an offense to, the, to Sin or anybody like that. Sin was a great trainer to me. Um, but there were other people that I trained with that were a joke. Because um, they'd never mm-hmm. been anywhere themselves. And I look back at it now in hindsight, and if I would have trained with somebody like uh, a Harley race, imagine where I would be right now. Um, You know, that's just one of those things in hindsight. Um, The ring breaking should have never happened. It's a safety hazard. I don't know how old that ring is. I was talking about that with uh, somebody today. But here's the other thing. Here's the other lie that was exposed from her, from Frank Root's mouth. Frank says he talked to Herb Simmons. I have been communicating with Herb Simmons. Right. Herb has a phone call out to Frank and no return call. So, 
you know, I don't know. Yeah. Make it out what you will. <laughs> exactly. Um, the quality of the product down there is subpar at best, and I say that kindly. Um, there's not a lot. Again, there's not a lot of good down there. There's a lot of bad. And I'm going to say this now, and this is another little bit of a shoot. Uh, if they were to, Sean, if they, I'm here. If right, they were, out. sorry, hold on. Let me check my cords. If they were to have um, continued to book me, Steve knows that there were some things that, uh, well, Steve has contacts and so do I. We have some Mm -hmm. underground contacts. We have old school contacts. uh, We have contacts for new age talent that could have been used. I have contacts up the wazoo for girls. because the the other thing I was asked to do by Frank when I was brought in was book the women's division. And I said, the only way I can do this is if you give me full reign. If, you don't, if you're not going to give me full reign to book them the way that I see that they need to be booked, it's not going to work. I didn't want, I didn't bother with the guys. Did I want to bring some male talent there? Yes. But that wasn't my main objective. My main objective was the girls and helping out in any other way I could and giving Frank some different ideas because he's been promoting since 87 and apparently he hasn't been doing a very good job at it. That's going to bring me full Mm -hmm. circle here in a minute because Frank and I, he insulted me the other day during all of this and said that, Promoters like me are the reason that the wrestling commission needs to be brought back. I'm going to let Steve Kane have the floor on this one while I get something to drink, and then I'll come back on. And, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, yeah, if we started that, oh, um, the way the way that uh, he seems to be bleeding money, according to his own words, he would not be allowed to have a promoter's license here in the state of Illinois. Okay. Back in the day when we were regulated. Now, the regulation here in Illinois is different than, say, the regulation in Missouri. Okay. The regulation in Missouri, every person involved has to have a license. And I'm talking, I'm talking promoter, Ring announcer, yes, a ring announcer has to have a license in Missouri. Referees, wrestlers, seconds, managers, you know, whatever you want to call them, okay? Here in Illinois, the only people that had to actually have a license were the promoter and the referee. In order to have a promoter's license in Illinois, you had to have a policy with $10,000 minimum as a surety against not paying your workers. If Frank is, well, again, floating money from one show 
to cover the cost of the next, like he says he's doing. He does not have, nor would he have, the $10,000 surety bond needed to obtain a promoter's license here in the state of Illinois. So for him to sit there and say that Sean is one of the reasons the commission should come back, which um, myself, my former trainer and best friend, Sonny Rogers, we've talked to guys from the commission. It's not coming back. They don't want it to come back. It's too much of a hassle. It's a pain in the rear end. If it were to come back, Frank Root Rampage Championship Wrestling would not be running because Frank Root would not be able to get a promoter's license. No, he'd still be running. He'd just be an outlaw again. Well, yeah, but he'd be, yeah, but he'd be caught because, believe me, after after the uh, bribes for license scandal, which brought down. Uh, Half of the commission guys, <laughs> they are they aren't going to make they wouldn't make the same mistake twice. And believe me, well, one hint of Frank Root running anywhere, and believe me, they would be all over him like flies on a dead snake. Absolutely. Well, let's get to the 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 real th- uh, thing here. We had talent. We have talent booked at one of his upcoming events. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have to... more than what was booked. Yes, but we had we had it booked. Well, let's let's backtrack this. Originally, they were supposed to come in in May. Yep. If you remember correctly. Then mm-hmm. it was going to be June. Yep. June transpired into July 21st after I went down there. The day I went down there, I made contact with Fantasy and Fire for July 21st. Frank mm-hmm. had the audacity to think that without me, he's going to get Crystal Fire and all my other contacts. Um, because he doesn't need me. And his exact words, uh, and I'm hoping to God they will call in or they're listening, his exact words were, if they need you to be there, I don't need them. So, what I did is I talked, I had a nice, Nice long chat with each girl mm-hmm. individually, and um, I believe one of their comments uh, to me was that promotion can go piss up a rope. Because they lost bookings in June. Uh, mm-hmm. They lost bookings in July that, or uh, in May, and now they're right. losing the booking in July. 
because they're not going to come right. and deal with this fucking idiotic bullshit. Okay? Right. They're not going to do it. It is like an eight yep. to ten hour trip for them one way, and right. they're not going to do it. Yeah. Because yep. I'm not going to be there. Yes, Frank paid me when I went. But there is no guarantee that if these girls were to show up, that something wouldn't go wrong. There is no mm-hmm. guarantee. This is the other thing that I want to point out. He was going to put them originally in just a singles match. Earlier yep. this week, it becomes, I need them to work twice. With no pay increase. I can't bitch because I'm guilty of that myself. I've had guys work twice and not pay them more money. Um, I've actually had guys, I think, on one card work three times and not pay them more money. Um, but if they're willing to do it, so be it. However, yeah. um, I don't agree with it. I don't like having guys work more than once. Um, it looks bad. And, you know, the other thing is this. I went down to Litchfield. I did some of the show. I watched the entire show and were very little things there. Saw very little things there that as a fan would make me want to come back and see their product again. And Crime Fighter mm-hmm. said this when he was on our airspace after he went down there and they kicked him out. And I'm going to retract what I earlier said about Crime Fighter going down there and saying that their fans should attend somewhere else. If their product is that horrible that you have people coming in and telling somebody that they need to go attend another product, mm-hmm. that should, that as a promoter should throw up major red flags to you. But it didn't. Yep. It didn't. It didn't phase them at all. And their stuff has been featured on Butthurt Trash Baggers Network or whatever it is on Facebook now, which I supposedly run, of course. Um, I don't run it. I can attest to that. Um, but their matches have been featured on there, and they've got ripped to shreds, and it is what it is. The other thing is this. I don't think they're good. I don't think they draw drew what they say they, they drew and they're good. I don't think they drew what they say they drew tonight. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen pictures or video yet, but I promise you they will claim some of the people that are dressed like empty chairs as actual people. Based on what I yeah. see. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you... Don't bite the hand that tries to feed you. Um, everybody's everybody's going to flip this around and go, "Well, you bit the you bit Frank, and he gave you a chance." I bit Frank because my hands were tied. I got bullshit after bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. Now, RCW and Frank can feel my wrath because I promise you, it just doesn't begin with Crystal Fire. We're going to get into the biggest problem in RCW and with Mr. Douglas O'Shea. The man on a podcast admitted to having eight fucking strokes. Eight. Yes. 
What? This guy is not. This guy should be in a long-term care facility. He should not be in a ring throwing other people around because literally don't know when the next blood vessel is going to burst inside that brain and he might not be able to control a slam, a suplex, or even just a simple move like a beel throw and could possibly hurt the person that he's working with. And he's one of the tag team champions. That's And that is ridiculous. And uh, let's see. Who else can I talk about? I'm not going to name names, but there were a couple guys that were on his roster that shouldn't have been. And the reason why is because they're old. They can't really work. And the work that they can do is very basic. And I'm not about basic. Frank wanted to rip on nope. me as a promoter. Let me let me remind everybody of, of the history that Steve Kane and myself have produced. 2009, Mischief, Tony Kazina, Rashi Brown, Silas Young, Almighty Sheik, Kyle O'Reilly, Nicole Matthews, the hooligans before anybody was hot on them. But I'm the reason as a promoter that the commission needs to come back. No. I could outbook and outpromote Frank Root any day. The problem, yep. the one advantage that he has is resources. He has the ring. He paid for his insurance for a whole year, so he only has to pay like 100 bucks per event to get the certificate of insurance. Um, and he's got, he's got those advantages. I don't have those advantages. When I run an event, it costs me, it costs me on average $1,000 out of the gate just on ringing insurance for Russell Wurtz. Nobody believed that, but it's the truth. So, you know, it's there's quality over shit, and I don't think Frank Root would know quality if it hit him in the face. Yep. Based on what I've seen, it's um. So I want to go to this because this is what one of our listeners said. Um, swatting is what. Uh, Supposedly, I did to O'Shea. It's harassment, tactic, deceiving an emergency for service. I did not do that. Uh, if they showed up at his house, he obviously did something wrong. Uh, the more fucked up thing is, I forgot about this, his rat backed everything up. And I don't use that term loosely. But I don't know this bitch. She opened her mouth about me. I've never met her. Never met her in my life. So to me now, she is a rat. And she wanted to stick her nose where it didn't belong, which rats do. And just, I've said it before and I'll say it again. 
Just because you were dating a wrestler, sweetheart, doesn't mean you're part of the fucking group. Doesn't mean you know nope. the first fucking thing. Nope. Nope. That's one of the things. My wives have stayed out of the locker room. Any discussions that we had happened after the show in the car where none of the boys could hear us. And she always said, I know nothing about this business outside of what I have learned from you. This is what I thought. And she would give her opinion if she had a question, which she well, always had questions. She would ask them. I would answer them. But she is, but she would never go in and try and tell a promoter how to run their operation. She would never sit there and talk about any of the boys behind their back. She knew better. The fact of the matter is this. Steve Kane and I combined have mm, probably close to 50 years of wrestling experience. I don't know if it's that much because he's been around about 30 years. I've been around almost 20. So it's it's fine. We've been around. Okay. I've been doing this myself 16 freaking years. I started in 2002. I had exposure to the business prior to that. Uh, but did not get involved in doing whatever I could setup-wise as a child going into, you know, teenage years uh, for the company. Um, I'm not going to have my integrity questioned, and that's what happened here. Um, Frank got mad and unbooked me today because of what I told Herb Simmons. And the thing is, we've, we're, we're going to backtrack again. Herb has not talked to Frank on the phone. I don't know if they've communicated via message or not. Uh, according to Herb, they have not talked. So where is all this coming from from Herb? Got to be coming from O'Shea. Yep. Because the thing about it is this. Uh, when I talked to Herb, it was a good conversation, and, you know, Herb, uh, Herb had said that, you know, had, had asked some questions, and the thing is this, Frank has known Herb, and they've known each other for, I think, 35 years, which is great, but, um, you know, if um, if they didn't talk, they didn't talk. And I don't believe that they talked. Um, because Herb Simmons has never had a reason to lie to me. And, nope. you know, it's one of those things that uh, I talked to Frank last night, and I, I called Steve Kane, and he can attest to this. As of last night, I was still booked 
The tag team I was bringing with me was still booked. As of this morning, I was off the show. More bullshit arose. According to him, I told Herb Simmons that I was helping out and helping book within RCW, which is a true statement. There's nothing false about that. So he got all butthurt and said, we're no longer on the same page. And I said, you know what? You're right. And that's when I talked to the girls and talked to a couple other people and said, you know what? If you want to go down there, that's on you. But I would heavily advise against it. Um, They had a show tonight in Jacksonville, Illinois. The last time they were there, it looked like it drew more flies than anything else. Um, We'll see how it did tonight. Mm -hmm. I got to see who this is. Can you screen that caller or are you not in studio? Um, Yeah, give me. Well, no, I'm not in the studio. I mean, I can see studio, but I'm actually on my phone. All right, hold on. Oh, well, I can do that. Duh. Hello. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. If Find I know who get, that is. If I, can get my, if I can get my thing to work, you might have. I got it. He's got it. That's one of our callers that has called in for tonight. Uh, we'll see who else calls in. Um, <laughs> I definitely want to hear from everybody. All right. Hey, Sean, it is yeah. our friend, our good friend, the voice, Paul Eubanks. Hey, Hello, guys, what's Paul? happening? With you? How well, are you? Paul, we are just uh, we were just going over everything and how I have severed ties with RCW. Um, you know, I ta- I told you about the situation and and you told me that there's always going to be people like this in the wrestling business. Um, as of last night, I was still booked for this show. As of this morning, I was not. So as I told you, the girls are no longer coming in for them. Um, I am see hopefully going to hear from the girls here in a little bit. I've got messages out to both of them that you call in. Um, you know, I don't the, – the thing about it is this. We were talking about this guy that has conjured up all this crap, and he has admitted on live radio space that he had eight strokes. What promoter in their right mind takes a guy that has had eight strokes and says, I'm going to book you in the ring? Well, I agree with what you're saying, and wholeheartedly I, re- uh, I agree with what you're saying. But the flip side of it is, is if they have a doctor's release and the doctor says they're okay, the same thing if you look at King Jerry Lawler. He's had two strokes, one of them on live TV, and the second one just a month or two ago or three months ago, you know, after making love to his Well, those were, those were heart attacks. Those were heart attacks, Frank. Paul. Um. Yeah. Oh, Paul. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I'm, I'm, I I've got I got Frank I got Frank Root on my mind, Paul. I'm sorry. But uh, no, those were heart attacks, not strokes. But but at any time like that, of course, uh, you know, anybody's health, but here again, you know, if that's what they want to do, I mean, uh the same thing goes for Flair. I mean, as quickly as he could bounce back or be in or do anything, he is. Um but do I think it's a good idea? Absolutely not. Do I do it? Absolutely not. 
just for the sake of, to be honest with you, if something happens in the ring or while he's at the venue, it is there on the promoter and his insurance. You know, mm-hmm. not to mention his life in your hands, okay? Absolutely. You know, and yeah. you, you, you don't want to get into I, Go ahead. I want, to, I want to change the subject for 30 seconds, okay? That's fine. Oh, go ahead. On, on July the 7th in Rockwood, Tennessee, for the Star Spangled Celebration, Central All-Star Wrestling, my personal group, or my personal company, will be in Rockwood, Tennessee again. I got Cowboy James Storm. I got WWE Grandmaster mm-hmm. Sexy Bumper. I got uh, TNA uh, 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 superstar Kiara Hogan coming, as well as a slew of others. Nice. And I out there on Saturday, July the 7th in Rockwood, Tennessee, not very far from Knoxville, Tennessee area, Tennessee. That goes back to the old southeastern wrestling days, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling with Bullet Bob and all of those mm-hmm. guys. Now, that being said, James Storm, I was able to get in touch with him, thank the Lord, and here he comes to save the day. Originally, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Rose was booked to be on this show. Okay. And uh, Adam was sent a deposit. Adam's worked for me before. He was sent a deposit, which I do not recommend in any circumstance. Jim the Anvil Ni- uh, Hannibal Nightheart, fuck him. He still owes me $700. Pardon my language. You guys know I don't talk like that. Um, and that's back in 1998. So Holy Adam, Rose was sent, Adam Rose was sent a deposit. And, of course, after the promo was done, the commercials hit TV, everything hit the Internet, the website, Facebook page. I got a message from a promoter in Maryland that said, no, he's not going to be at your show. He's at my show on that date. So I didn't respond to the promoter. I turned around and messaged him, which took him two days to get back to me because of a supposed loss of cell phone or what other bullshit story he could come up with, and he said he needed to check mm-hmm. the books. I paid him the deposit back in March, I want you to understand, okay? This guy ended up, according to him, paying him in February. Well, after him not cutting a promo and him not doing what I needed to do, I called him and told him, I said, hey, or uh, excuse me, he never answered the phone, so I had to message him. And I told him, I said, hey, look, I've already gone a different direction. You know, I can't wait on you to make a decision. I'm two weeks away from a date, okay? And I've got to have ticket sales. I've got to have asses in the seats, whether you care or not. By the way, he sent money back to me. The message back was, well, show me a copy of the receipt, which is horseshit. He know he got money from me, but I sent it to him, and I still have not received my money back. So any promoters that are listening, you wise, be aware, okay? Some people, you know, the promoters that hadn't been in the business that long and people don't know, I understand uh, people wanting uh, the older guys the public where nothing crazy happens. But it's situations just like this that burn everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. from Arn Anderson all the way down through, uh, you know, to anybody else that you can name, okay? It starts at the top and goes all the way through. Everybody at the end of the day wants a payday, and I think that's great. If they show up, they do their gig, they get a payday. But, you know, yeah. when I've got guys sharing the flyer and are going out and painting the town and are doing more than any of the guys that are on the damn poster or that are on the show. 
along with one of the top stars in the country, has a name, has a reputation, etc. Pulls the mm-hmm. kind of stunt, okay? And I'm not trying to bash anybody, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you exactly how the facts are. Have messages, yeah. uh, you know, uh, for any promoters that are listening, take note. Always cover your ass. If people aren't doing what you need them to do for your promotion, it's one of those simple fish or bait. Me personally, mm-hmm. it's just like in the ocean. When the Titanic was going down, what was the first thing they did? Throw everything off the boat of any weight. Get rid of everything. So you got to cut the dead weight and right, roll right on along. Okay? I got, I'm yep. nailing anywhere between 300 plus fans up in Rockwood, Tennessee on a every month show that's been going for three years. I cannot afford the TV time, the advertising, the promos, and everything else for a quote superstar, unquote, to pull shenanigans like this. Absolutely. So now then that I've said that, I'm going to put my soapbox back up, and we can go back to what you guys were chatting about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I tell you, I tell you, honestly, honestly, my friend, I wish I could come down there because I would love to hang out with James Storm. I mean, that guy is talent personified. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, WWE tried to lowball him on a deal, which is why he turned them down. Uh, but I think he is doing just as well, if not better, um, still running on an independent basis right now than if he would have signed a contract, at least at that time. Um, you know, I also uh, want. Go ahead. I believe guys like James Storm, guys like Chase Stevens, Francisco Siazzo, yes, Chase, who's got mm-hmm. all the way around Rudy, the guys that are working with Les Thatcher, you know, along with Danny Cage up at the Monster Factory. You get quality guys, and I think that they make more than what they would make under a big contract, or excuse me, under a contract. Okay. We all know that Vince is trying to lowball everybody because, let's face it, it's not about how well you work in the ring anymore. It's not the holes that you know, the counter holes that you know. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's just how it is. I mean, you know, look at the Fandango gimmick. Okay? You know, <laughs> give me a break. That's a fucking mm-hmm. wristwatch. Okay? So, uh, no, that's my, that's my thought. On that, okay. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I just want you to know I don't see a WWE contract coming for my ass either. Okay. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> it ain't com- it ain't coming to me. Uh, I'm too controversial nope, for I'm, them. I I, I, I would be like Mitty Cornette for them, and they don't want that. I'm I, I'm too old. <laughs> I don't have the uh, I don't have the Corey Graves. And Jonathan Coachman point of view. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better you better watch out on uh, on the Corey Graves thing. Uh, you have you did you hear what uh, Jim Cornette uh, says he looks like? No, I have not. His description of Corey Graves is a lesbian Max Headroom. Oh. 
You can uh, always bet on one thing from Jim Cornette. If it's come to his mind, he's going to fucking say it. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I want to get into this with Paul because Paul knows – uh, Paul knows a little bit of the story of me trying to book Crystal Fire and Fantasy up here because I had mm-hmm. to have him switch things around for me last month when they were supposed to come to Litchfield. And that meant yep. that Fantasy was not at their show. Um, and I feel horrible because if I would have known that this motherfucker was going to pull all this shit, I would have never went to Fantasy and said, hey, I need you to switch your date. I need, I, you know, you're a champion down there, but I need you up here. Because I feel horrible. She lost money from you. Um, she's a champion down there. The fans missed out on seeing her on what could have been a great night for her. And for what? For a promoter that can't fucking make up his mind for anything and wants to believe some concussion victim or probably somebody that has CTE worse than anybody or something you know, God only knows in the trailer park what he's been smoking. And I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't have the time or patience for it. They lost out on, he just lost out on a, what would have been a great match for his show on July 21st. Because um, they're no longer coming. They don't have the time or the bullshit to, or the patience to put up with his bullshit. Because originally they were booked for May. May didn't work out, so May turned into June. June, I contacted you and Ox, and I said, I need you to let her go for the night to come up here for me. And then that transpired into we're going to bring them in in July. Well, I'm putting a stop to them coming here in in July. Because, yes, the man paid me, but that doesn't mean that he will pay them when they show up. Yeah. And that's what we were afraid of. I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, here again, when things change the first time, I mean, that's one thing, you know, I understand things come up and things happen, but, uh, going down that road, that's not even going to be an avenue. I'll be honest with you. Um, Crystal's harder to deal with than fantasy is for me. Um, mm-hmm. she's more combat. Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, uh, she kind of scares me a little bit anyway. Um, <laughs> she, Looking, you know what? Looking at her pictures and looking at her on video, Paul, uh, I don't blame you the least little bit. Big <laughs> chick, man. She's built, okay. She's she. Yep. Both of them are. Don't get me wrong, but Crystal has a size advantage over Fantasy, is what I'm saying on that. But but now she's somebody that'll snatch a hold of you. Doesn't care if it's male or female. And I've watched it happen in the back in the dressing room. Okay, uh, with different. Ooh, yikes! You know, so you know, really, I feel for him and the situation that he's doing uh, as far as trying to run the shows. But you can't, you can't turn around and um, cancel or move dates and do this on a every other show or every show. Or oops, we got to do this and we got to back up. Your talent does not have the time, energy, or money to handle those situations. Okay, and whoever yep. made the decision that they're not coming out, I think that's great. It's a long way. I would hate that they got out there and then got screwed on money. Uh, but I will be honest with you. I tell I tell most of the people now. Okay, 
most of the people now that are quality, uh, you know, if they, hey, look, I don't have the money to get to wherever or whichever show if you're doing in Panama City, Jacksonville, Florida, you know, if you're doing Alabama, I don't have the money to get there. I would not have a problem in Western Union them the cash and wouldn't think twice about it. Okay? Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the same token, um, the last thing that you need is anybody stranded in a different town that they don't know anybody. You know what I mean? Right. And if, right. yeah. if they don't oh, yeah. get, paid, get paid, who's to say that the hotel is there? Who's to say that anything is done like it's supposed to be? You know what I mean? Yep. And, there are three, and there are three states from anybody that can help them. So Absolutely. I feel sorry for it. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for everybody, but especially the fans. They're going to miss a heck of a show, a hell of a show. Um, now, I believe it's Fantasy Against Kiara Morgan uh, on July 7th, okay, in Rockwood, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, uh, that's what I think it is. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Um, I should, but I don't. But I will say this. Anytime that any promoter can have Crystal Fire and Fantasy on a show, I'm telling you, there's a natural dislike for each other for whatever reason, but it is literally a hard-hitting, hard-slamming, from body slams to moonsaults, I'm telling you. These girls go after each other, and it's one hell of a match, okay? Uh, so I really do feel sorry for whoever, you know, did the booking or didn't live up to their end of the agreement. They're missing one heck of a show. The ones that are truly hurt are not fantasy and crystal fire. They can be booked tomorrow by noon, no problem, okay? But the ones that are hurting are the fans. Yep. Because they're not going to have a quality show, Okay. And, you know, all he's got to do is turn around and burn the city, you know, burn the town. And it's not going to be good for anybody. Absolutely. So, so that's my you take know, on it, guys. I mean, it, Paul, I, I had this set up for months. I knew what they would bring to the table. And I think the other reason that I unbooked them is because the other thing is this. Originally, it was supposed to be a singles match. Then they wanted a singles match and an intergender match with no pay increase. And I'm like, I don't know who you're going to put them with. And most of your guys, I wouldn't book. So I don't trust your guys with my girls. Well, I objected it from the start. Fantasy would have probably called me or messaged the ox for us to have a chat. That wouldn't have been something that I would have said yes to, or I think it's a good idea, okay? Um, a lot of people have different feelings, and I've watched, you know, fantasy in an intergender match uh, against uh, Brent Banner down in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you know, has it happened? Absolutely it has. I'm not a personal fan of it, okay? Um, right. I, I'm not a personal fan of it. Now, if it is an intergender match and it's a tag team match, then, of course, guys work guys, girls work girls. That needs to be in the stipulation, okay? Right. But uh, as far as anything else, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't think, number one, uh, this is my opinion here again. I don't think it's a good idea because, in general, most men are much stronger than a woman. <laughs> and I, I 
really have a problem with that, to be honest with you, okay? But now there there are people that do it. There are shows that do it. Hunter uh, Kanoff uh, down in Jacksonville and his shows, he had, um, I think it was Nyla Rose against uh, Flex Williams, uh, 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 against Flex Steele uh, in an intergender match. And there again, that was the second one of the night. Both of them performed well. Nyla is a very good veteran with ring experience. Um, you know, and, and Flex, of course, he's, he, he's a huge man. Okay? I'm talking like Scott Steiner built, okay? Wow. Um, yeah, he's built. I mean, he's a big guy. And she held her own. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, are the fans cool with it? Is that what they wanted to see? You know, and that's what I look at. I have to judge the crowds, uh, or the promoters need to, in general, be able to judge the crowd and know what a crowd would like and go that route. You know, going back into the late 60s and 70s, uh, let's just say the early 70s, around Nashville, it was Nick and George Goulas that were doing the promotions, okay? And Jerry Jarrett was Jarrett was working for them before the split, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. Memphis became, uh, with them using Lawler at first as a heel, okay? His tag team part, of course, his manager at the time was Sam Bass, who died in a, him and two others died in a terrible car wreck in, on I-40 between Memphis and Nashville. But uh, Sam yeah. Bass, the manager, it was Lawler and um, uh, White, something White. I don't remember his first name, but they were tag team partners. And then Lawler broke off, and they started working him in singles and putting him over. Uh, or uh, not putting him over. Of course, Fargo, Tojo, mm-hmm. guys like the babies that were over. But when Jerry Jarrett came down and took over Memphis and broke off from Nick Goulas, Jerry Jarrett had such a mind, and he laid out a great territory. And I'd like to refer people to his book, The Best of Times, by Jerry Jarrett. Okay, Jeff Jarrett's daddy. Okay. Mm -hmm. What he did when he broke off, he would literally sit in the Coliseum. He would literally go to Jonesville, Arkansas, Paragool, Arkansas, every place from Evansville, Indiana, all the way around, and he would watch the people. He would watch the fans. A lot of people didn't know who he was. Okay. Even though he had wrestled previously and he was very well known, held different titles and so forth, but was always around the wrestling business and was an excellent promoter. And the main reason why, he knew talent and he could read the fans. Hell, mm-hmm. in Memphis, they, back in those days, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, they were drawn between eight and 10,000 people every Monday night. Yep. And it yep. lasted all – and the road to WWWF at the time or to get to Vince, everybody came through Memphis. Everybody from The Undertaker to Hogan to whatever else, including Stone Cold, everybody came through Memphis. Okay? Right. The road right. to New York came through Memphis. And, mm-hmm. you know, he eye for talent. Just like with uh, Men on a Mission with Sir Mo and uh, Viscera or King Mabel, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. When 
Those guys left North Carolina in the middle of the night. No phone calls, no guarantees, no nothing. They left North Carolina and drove to Memphis, Tennessee to be at Channel 5 at 1960 Union Avenue, still there, uh, for Saturday morning Mm -hmm. wrestling. Okay? They walked in and wanted a shot. That's all they asked. Hey, can we work? Jarrett put them on. When they came back to the back, he told them, he said, look, at the end of the month, I'm going to make a phone call. And you're going to move to New York. So they, they worked for the month. Henceforth transferred or went up to New York. Vince saw him and hired him. Henceforth, there was men's mission and a huge contract. The same thing mm. with Callaway slash The Undertaker. The same thing with Terry Bollea, Hulk Hogan. The same yep. thing, you know, when... Stone Cold came to Memphis years ago. I want you to understand Dutch Mantel was doing a lot of booking at that point in time. Mm. You know, at that point in time, when Stone Cold, he wanted to go by, you know, uh, uh, hold on one second, gentlemen, I'm sorry. He wanted to go by uh, uh, Dr. Death. You remember him from Oklahoma? Right. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because because Stone Cold's real name is Steve Williams. That's correct. Okay. Well, of course, he wanted to go by Steve Williams. Okay. Well, you know, Dutch told me, so you can't freaking do that. You ever heard of, you know, Dr. Death? And, of course, you know, there was already a ground laid and things changed. Henceforth, uh, Steve leaves Memphis, goes to New York. Bam. That character's created a great salary. What I'm telling you is it's the promoter's duty. It's the promoter's responsibility to be able to read the crowd, know what they want, and give it to them. And if you're not yep. giving it to them, you got no asses in the seats, and it's nobody's fault but yours. Bingo. Bingo. Uh, Paul, it was uh, Jim White was uh, Waller's first tag team partner. I got it right here. Thank you. I'm sorry I got lost for a second, oh. you know. No, right, well, we, no, no. I understand. Believe me, I've done it too. Go ahead, Paul, Sean. We've got, we got a caller there. Yeah, we've got a caller here for Paul that wants to ask about promoting. Okay. Uh, uh, hey, hey, uh, um, uh, I got, hi, 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 guys. This is Eric. Hi, Eric. How hey, are you? This is. Hey, I'm just a little nervous. Just, uh, just, just, just give me a second. To, I got, I got, I have a, I got, I got, I, I got a question for Paul. No problem. Yeah, go I'm right, right here. Take a okay. deep breath, uh, brother. I know. Just, I'm just so nervous right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just such a, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm just a really big fan, Paul. No problem at all, young man. Thank you very much. It's okay. Take a big, deep breath. Ask anything you like. I, 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 as, as I was on hold, I heard um, you were talking about all the, all the, all, all, all the good brothers that came through Memphis. You forgot Bob Holly. You forgot Bob Holly. Well, no, I didn't forget about Bob Holly. Actually, I was going to bring him up. I think the yep. world of him, okay, he's one. 
is one of the toughest ring brothers that I could that I could put forth. Okay, and you're right, Bob Holly did come to Memphis. Okay, uh, I think the world from him. I think he's original from the uh, Mobile, Alabama, Gulf Coast area. Uh, yes, one heck of a talent. One heck of a talent. I think he got shortchanged on some things I, I, personally, but if it was up to me, he'd still be on the roster. Yeah, I, 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 I can't agree more with you. He is one heck of 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 of, 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 of a superstar. I have, I, agree. I have, I, I have, I, I, I have another question. Okay. Bear with me again. I'm just so nervous. I never, I've never, I've, I've never, I've never actually been on the air before. You're all right, man. It's okay. 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 Um. Um. So. In the in in, 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 in 1972, um, back in um, in the, in, I'm having a hard time. Can I put my brother? Can I just put my brother on? And my brother will ask the question. Sure, no problem, my friend. Justin David, uh, when are you going to pay Ed Schumann his money that you owe him, and why? Goodbye. Who was that? What? Goodbye. That was. That was that was a uh, that was somebody who was trying to uh, pull one on us. Uh, we figured that's why that's why we had uh, that's why I had Sean ready with the uh, dump button because I knew something was up because he didn't stutter like that when I screamed him, Paul. Uh, he did not you know. stutter like that when I screamed him. When when I when well, he started doing the stutter, I said to, I said to Sean. Get ready, something's up. Yeah, well, that's okay. You know, friends, fans, it doesn't matter. Friends, family, yeah, and foes. Well, well, this is definitely on the foe side. So I don't. Uh, I, don't know, money, I told you this story. I don't, I don't think I yeah. owe anybody. I've definitely married three times no, he and paid ta- them all. He was no, talking about no, me. No, this was, yeah. What happened was this. Uh, Ed Schumann, and I hope if you – uh-oh, we lost Paul. No, Paul's still there. Or at least I – oh, shoot. Yeah, we did. Uh, he'll call back. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> I don't know who that so, was. So, yeah, so let's hold, let's we'll hold off on that one until Paul gets, until Paul gets back in. But, uh, yeah. You can go ahead on that. Nice, nice, try, nice try, Vito. Didn't work. Ben Didn't Jordan. Didn't work, sucker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, welcome back. Um, uh, here's what happened. Uh, here's what happened in a nutshell. I'll let Steve Kane and myself explain it. I worked under the NWA in 2009. I was part of NWA Midwest. I was the apprentice of Ed Schumann. I was working under him. He was helping me promote and book. Um, Ed knew that I got into a situation with my first show, as most promoters do, where they lose money. Because um, your first show is always a trial. Uh, so Ed came to me and said, I'm going to help you fund show two with Carino. And it was uh, Joey Eastman and Ben Jordan and Vito Tomasilli and... Paulie Tomasilli, who conjured up these schemes after Ed Schumann died, that because Ed funded one of my shows, I owe him money. 
and I owe his family money. Is there a contract? No. Well, fuck mm-hmm. him. <laughs> I mean, that's just the basics of it. I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry whoever gets butt hurt, you know, but that's just business, you know. Uh, I jotted down that number, so I'll look for it in the future. Go ahead and call back. I know you're still listening. I know you're still listening. Go, call back, because I dare you. I can prove where Ed Schumann put his money. And I can also prove that Ed Schumann was given $600 at show three, because Steve, Steve saw me give him the check while he was there for the difference yep. of the amount lost on the October show. I had two backers on the October show, Ed Schumann and my backer. They split things right down the middle. And Ed Schumann had been promoting for enough years, promoted some successful events in Streamwood and other areas with other promoters to know that uh, if we weren't drawing, it probably wasn't a good investment, but he chose to invest anyway. I didn't force the man. Uh, They make it out like I took advantage of an old man that was dying is the way they want to make this out. Did Ed have health problems? Yes. Did I take advantage of Ed? No. Did he volunteer his money? Yes. And Ed and Steve talked before I brought Steve in in 2009. So I'll let Steve talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I've known Ed. Go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to ask where I could clarify here, guys. Um, uh-huh. Whatever the agreement was as far as the money, was it just you and Ed and that other person? Yes. Your backer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Okay. And, and the other people that are, are wanting to know about money, who are they, the workers or what? Yes. They weren't even on that show. They weren't even Eastman on that was. last show. All right, no, he so wasn't ask- on, the, on that show with me. All no, right, but he was on the one before that. If okay. They, if they weren't on it, okay, if they weren't on it, what the fuck is the problem? It's none of their business. Exactly. You know, I mean, whatever the financial dealings are, you know, that's, that is, if they didn't get paid for being on a show, then yes, they would have a beef with that said promoter. Okay. If whatever the business was between you guys is really none of their business, if the family has questions, they can come to you. Okay. They but never have. The agreement is, well, then there's not that many questions. It's just people bringing yeah. up old shit. Okay. Trying to stir shit up. You know, it's not worth the time. Yep. Yeah, it's really not. And if that's something, you know, it, it's in the past. And my God, you're talking about eight, nine years ago at this point. Okay. For God's yep. sake, move on. Okay? You know, I mean, that's... Yeah. That, I, I rip some people in here again. I'll be the first one to say, yeah, I've gotten screwed on getting on showing up and doing shows and turn around all of a sudden the promoter's gone or, oh, man, we didn't make this or i got to pay this or I've got to do that. I've been on both sides of it. That's why anybody that's ever worked for me will tell you. Okay? Period. If I see you booked and you're on a show, it doesn't matter what the house does. It doesn't matter how many people come through the gate. 
before I book the show, before I have it, I have a list of who's coming and how much money. That money is put aside. That's what every promoter should do. If they're expecting to work off the gate, then they need to be up with the guys. Tell the boys. Tell them straight out, hey, look, we're working off the gate. Now, are you going to get better talent that way? Absolutely not. And your show is going to be shit. Absolutely. You know yeah, I mean? the, thing about it is that, the thing about it is this, and I'll, I'll go ahead and expose this one more time for people so they understand. Did I have a show where I couldn't pay everybody in full? Yes. I explained to Paul last night the reason why I didn't pay those people, and that show happened six years ago. I will not pay people to shit all over my name. And that's what these people want to do. They want to take my money and then turn around and shit all over my name. I am not in the business of paying people to shit all over me. I have plenty of people on the Internet that do that for free anyway. So why would I pay my hard-earned money to have somebody shit on me? I'm not going to do it. I don't know, but you ain't sent me a Let me just say that. <laughs> don't, don't, say, don't say that, Paul. If something happens to you, I could just I could just hear the next caller going on. When are you gonna pay Paul Eubanks his money? <laughs> uh, but I took four yeah, years off after I ran I I took four years off after I ran that event. I did not run Russell Wars until I knew that I had the money in full. Now, yes, right. I got into a situation in September where I had to cancel Russell Wars three. Does it happen to promoters? Yes. It happens to promoters and all sorts of things. Uh, Steve, screen that. Oh, they dropped. I was going to say screen uh, that caller. Too bad. And then I call back, whoever it was. It was the 603 area code. Yes, I can see your okay. phone number, and yes, I can, I can write it down. And if you want to call in and try to mess with me on my own airspace, uh, be my guest. Because uh, if you want to... If if Mr. Whoever that was, I think that was Ben Jordan, uh, you know, wants to call back in, be my guest, because I have witnesses that can prove otherwise. You don't have anybody other than Eastman. Either that that or feeding you the and Fido. Yeah, that is feeding you the shit that I owe the Ed Schumann family money. And you would never hear that out of the Ed Schumann family themselves, because I've never heard it. It's always come from... People that worked with Ed, mainly Eastman, because Eastman is a shit bag, and Eastman well, Eastman works for Chikara, and um, let's see, he worked for my brother in 2007. My brother and I promoted an event with a guy whose dad had died of cancer. Um, he waited until the show was over, one on syndicated television, while the match was airing from the event. And shit all over my brother and all of this. I was forced to uh, We've got a caller in queue, Steve. I was forced to book him. I haven't gotten him yet. I don't see it. It's caller 11111. Okay, it has an S and popped up on my screen. Refresh. Of course, my browser is acting funny. All right. They can sit in queue because you'll screen them (laughs) because... Lord help them if I screen them and there's there's somebody that I don't. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm not in mood for that. Let me All right. Hello, caller. You're on air. Yeah, somebody told me to call back in. This is Joey Eastman. 
Hi, fucking Eastman. You motherfucking prick. I don't owe Ed Schumann anything. You know that Ed Schumann yeah, promoted shows. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Here's no, he why. doesn't. Because no, I does it, you waste the oxygen. You are, you are, are you nothing but a wannabe. You, are you, all you are, you got a lucky break because you were out getting the cigarette you, you are at the wrong time. pro wrestling, you suck. Ha! All right. You, so, okay. I have 30 years in You got jack you crap. Stop it. You're nothing. Steve, you're nothing. Steve, nobody respects right. you at all. Everybody laughs you're, at you. You're, so, you're okay. a piece of crap. All right. Are Paul, we gonna are we gonna do this or I'm gonna let are we you gonna do this Paul. or are we are we gonna do this or are we going to like dude I'm 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 like on your show right now like let's do this like let's put it all out there because everything you say is a giant lie and nobody likes you why do you think Brad Bradley Jay Bradley didn't want to work with you after I called him and told him exactly what you are. You're the dude that stiffs everybody on money, Sean. And Steve, I'm telling you right now, nobody respects you at all. You can think you have all of this respect. Nobody likes you. Really? Paul Eubanks would say otherwise, because here's the thing, Eastman. Ed Schumann never had a contract with me. No so contract. that doesn't mean you don't owe him money. If I borrow $20 and don't sign a contract with somebody, I'm going to pay them back their money. Like, that's just what you do. Ed bailed you out that night. I was standing right there as the man was dying. And then he did die. The least you could do is pay back his family, and you're not even doing that. So, Sean, I'm telling you, like, I wanted uh, – Ed talked to me before that. And he's like, look, just do the show. Take the booking. So I did. And I, I had that conversation with you on the phone. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And you just screwed everything up and then screwed over a guy that was dying. And now you're saying that he was like your mentor and he meant everything else to you. If he did, he, you wouldn't need a contract to pay him back any money. He was a promoter. All. He was a co-promoter in that show, Eastman. You don't know what I paid. I have receipts to show what I paid. I also, you weren't there at show three when he was given a $600 check in front of Almighty Sheik, in front of Steve Kane, in front of everybody else. So, does that cover all of the other money that he paid out? Because I know that we he was uh, pulling out way more than six hundred dollars. So let's say that it was because I'm pretty sure the number is somewhere around eighteen hundred that went out from Ed for that show. So six hundred dollars minus eight. Let's do the math together. Um, you take eighteen minus six, so eighteen minus five is thirteen. This is where it gets tricky because it's another hundred. So twelve hundred dollars. Let's say that it's twelve hundred dollars. Where is that twelve hundred dollars? Where is it, Sean? He's, I'm waiting. He's, he's, he was a co-promoter. He it looks like he wasn't a co-promoter. Looked like he promoted almost everything, and you just got to play wrestling promoter. And then you tried to do it without Ed after that, and look at what happened. You ended up locking yourself in a bathroom because Mantar was going to beat you up because you didn't want to pay him. Um, all of these guys all say that you, get, that, they, that you stiff them on money. Brad Bradley told me that you were, like, begging to be his manager, but you had to confide in him, oh, I'm HIV positive and everything else. Like, this is what they're telling me. Like, I'm so far removed from all of this. I essentially just do this now to troll you and to bother you and that's it while everyone in my house is sleeping that's what's going on right now sean okay so look dude i 
I don't respect Steve. I don't respect you because of what you lie about. And, and like your eight people that listen, listen to it and almost believe it, which is really, really sad. And right now I know how mad you're getting and I totally get it. I'm sorry you're getting this mad, but I, somebody's got to tell you, man, and I'm sorry. You didn't co-promote anything with Ed. It was Ed taking the bath so that you could play wrestling promoter. promoter and that's really, really sad. Really? Because I have a backer that backed show one. I have another backer that backed show two with Ed. And you don't know the inner workings of that agreement. You weren't there. You weren't in on those conversations. You weren't privy to that information. You go on what everybody told you. And you were one of Ed's No, boys. no, no. I, Sean, I go on what Ed told me. On what Ed, Ed Schumann, the guy that promoted these shows with you, the man that was, like, the man who my son is named after. Like, that's what I go off of. You go off of your own delusional bullshit that you want to tell yourself to make yourself come out like a baby face in all of this. Unfortunately, I don't buy it because I know what actually happened. And Steve, if you're so smart to wrestling, you would see that Sean is working you on this. But you're not smart to wrestling. So unfortunately, Dude, you're just you being know involved what? in something. I remember so, you sitting in my show. You remember, you remember me going to, to shows. Sit up there you remember me. Yep. You remember me going to shows. Great. Okay. I bought tickets to shows. Like many That's other all people. you got. Yes, I remember. That's all you yep, got. You cigarette smoking douchebag fart. Yep. That's that's exactly what I have. You know what? Um, Paul. See, but Paul, unfortunately, you know what? take take Paul, take this douchebag on. Take care of our light work. Why? Why can't you? I have nothing against. I don't even know who Paul is. Um, somebody well, sent I, me a match that he was talking about, and I giggled. But other than that, I want to take you two on because you are the guys that are – Steve, you said you were going to slap me if you ever saw me. And I actually offered you two free tickets so you could bring a friend to that show so that you could slap me. And did you ever show up? No, you didn't. So, Steve, please stop. Because, okay? because no. you know what? You know what, Eastman? I was born at night, but not last night, you stupid douchebag. You think I'm going, you think I'm going to do that? Where you got a bunch of your boys there? No, no. Because if I would have seen you on the street one-on-one, I would have, you piece of crap. Steve, you would never see me on the street one-on-one because we live thousands of miles away, and that's why it's safe for you to say that. Unfortunately, I... Back in the day, we didn't live thousands of miles away, so... Exactly. What did you ever do? You ran away... You ran away after you got... Dumped out of out of Great Lakes. So don't Dude, even yeah, don't even Steve. Don't Steve, oh, Steve, oh Steve, God, you Steve, are a civilian paper pusher. Don't give me that honorably discharged crap. What did you ever do in the military? Nothing, because you're a giant loser and you're probably on. You know what? Right now. You know what, kid? You know what, kid? I'll tell you what. What did you do? The only what reason did I didn't have to serve. Was because was Nixon signed us out of Nam. No, you dumbass mother. <laughs> Nixon, Nixon, Nixon signed us up. out of Nam a year before the draft. Nobody cares. Seventy four. Okay. Like, dude, nobody. Paul, I'm sorry you have to hear this on your show. Like, you were supposed to be the guest. I'm sorry I came on your show and you know rained on your parade. But now, unfortunately, everybody's listening. I stole your heat, dude. I'm sorry. 
Um, I'm a dick. What can I say? But uh, yeah, guys. So are we done here, or you know, do you want to oh, no. keep going just, with this? Because oh, no. I can. Oh no! Oh no! We're just getting started. Because here's the thing: I've known Paul Eubanks for years. Paul knew. Why Ed. do you keep bringing up Paul Eubanks? Nobody, dude. This is between you and I. Don't bring any friends into this or anything else. This is between why? you and you I, did. right? You brought so. Why you did? You brought Vito and you brought Ben and you brought Pauly and you brought all your other fucking circle jerking little clan with you. No, I didn't. They actually did that on their own. I'm actually calling Bullshit. in by myself right now. So you know what? If you want to do this with me, I'm the guy that called back in after uh, somebody said, hey, they dared you to call back in. I'm mad enough to actually do that. Are you mad enough to actually say what you want to say, or are we done here? Because, unfortunately, said- you know, I am getting a little tired. It is 11 o'clock here on the East Coast. Good for you. So what are we man. doing here? We're going to let that? Paul Eubank say what he wants to say, because I'm sure Paul has, Paul, has some okay. wonderful comments for you. Yes, go ahead, Paul. Please, go ahead. Well, first off, All right, everybody, you, there's the show, lots of dead air, and no, I'm great, Paul. How are you? Well, I'm all right. I apologize. We've never met over the time that uh, the course in the business and things, and uh you know, I don't get as heated as you guys are, and I feel like that all of a sudden I'm kind of uh, the referee. You're stuck the in the middle. Game. Mom, mom and, and dad are fighting at the dinner table, Paul, and you're the one that's going to go up for adoption, I feel like. Uh, well, you know, like you're no, the I'm one not... that's going to go to the foster home, man. Like, no, no, <laughs> dude, I'm, this has nothing to do with you, Paul. I, I'm sure you're an awesome guy, and listening to you, I'm sure we would have great conversations. But this has nothing to do with you. This has to do with Sean being a crook and being a very, very bad person in pro wrestling and somebody calling him out on it on his forum. Well, that's between, I'll tell you, like I told him, I don't know the situation, was not involved in the show from what I understand. Okay, cool. I was. I was. So awesome. Thank you so much for your input. I I respect everything you're saying. Thank you so much for your input, my friend. But, Sean, going back to you, um, are we are, are we doing this now, or is this it? Like, what? W- I don't want to hear from Paul because Paul just said that he wasn't there. I was when Ed was dying and turning blue and spent three days in the hospital back in October of 2009. So I was the one getting the money for him and helping him and everything else. Drove him to the hospital in Roselle. So I was there, and I do know the story. And it just seems like all you're doing is backpedaling on everything. No, not really, Eastman, because here's the thing. You don't know the agreement that was worked out between my backer, Schumann, and myself. You weren't privy to that information. You didn't see the numbers that went in. You didn't see the numbers that went out. All you know... No, I saw the numbers that went out of his bank account. That's what I saw. I saw those numbers. And if he was willing to do that, that's on him. Period. Oh, so now you're just a piece of shit. Hey, if he's going to cover my ass for all the boys, so that way, you know, the boys get paid. Ed was doing what Ed does and paying the boys when a shitty promoter doesn't pay them. That's what he did. If that's I was what such you a shitty, were minute, was the shitty minute, promoter. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he, I was such a shitty Because he promoter. wanted to get his money back. Because he was hoping to get his money back from you on the next show. He evidently got $600. Great. Pay his wife the rest of it. So There you go. Okay, I answered you know, your question before you even asked it, dude. 
before you even asked. I know where you're going. Do you did, did you know that I talked to Ed before he died and was planning another NWA Midwest show? No, you didn't um, know I, that. You know, yes, I did because I actually talked to Ed that day as well. And Ed told me that he talked to you. And Ed told me that he talked to everybody. He talked to Scrap Daddy. He talked to uh, Karina. He talked to Joey the Sheik. He called a bunch of people. That's what he did. We all talked to him that day. So you're not special, Sean. You're like the only reason Ed was running again with you was hoping he would recuperate some of the finances that he lost. That is it. That's it. You worked Ed Schumann into running shows. There you go, dude. I, I hope you are so proud of yourself. So like, what, I really what do. What I did, hope you sleep what did so Ian often Rotten at night. do to Ed Schumann? Let's talk about that because you were in on that too. What did Ian Rotten do to Ed Schumann? What did Ian Rotten do to Ed Schumann? Ian Rotten tried to sell bootleg merch. Oh, yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Oh, no, damn. Yeah, Ian I Rotten did. was uh, screwing around. Ian Rotten was screwing around with the insurance. Oh, damn, you didn't know about that one either. Dude, yeah, stop so was Rico, it, okay? Man, this buddy. isn't about this. What's that? So was Rico, man, your buddy, because the NWA Midwest insurance that was out there that Ed was trying to rent to promoters was fake. And with that, I bid you good day, sir. Paul, I'll let you uh, get out what you had to say to this man because he wouldn't let it get, let you get it out to you. Let you get it out. Oh, well, yeah, I, gentlemen, I, I have to be on. Um, I have a casting call at 6 a.m. in the morning in New Orleans, so I have to make this relatively short. Um, no you problem. Know, We're going to get out of here anyway because I got surgery in the morning. So, understand? I understand what uh, the gentleman caller said when he called in. I hate that there is a um, uh, anybody is disheartened over any of it. Um, I do believe, you know, uh, as a promoter and so forth, like I said, you have to have your ducks in a row. No, I wasn't privy to the situation. No, I was not there personally. Whatever the financial arrangement was or agreement was between people, that's what it is. Now, um, and it shouldn't go on to anybody else. Everything else is hearsay. Um, and and not trying to take anything away from anybody by any shape or means, nor am I trying to disrespect Ed, okay? Um, because here again, I, I never had a beef bed, anything like that. I, I don't know him personally. I only know what people had said and things. But in the wrestling business, you know, um, you can't always depend on that. I hate the animosity, of course, that's going on. Uh, I do respect the caller as far as sitting and calling. That's not, you know, I don't think anything's ever going to get accomplished by, you know, the screaming or the name calling or anything like that. But here again, what they seem to think, what you think, whatever the agreement was, at this point we're years past the agreement, okay? Uh, of course, we're years yeah. past the show. And there's a time to move on and so forth that the families owed money then please make sure they get it. If they're not owed money because of the agreement, then it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I apologize first to uh, Ed's wife and family and so forth, and I understand the situation they're in. 
you guys know, my son was murdered a few few years back, and yeah. um, it, it's never easy losing a family member, regardless of whom it is. Um, I know that Ed was in bad health uh, there towards the end and so forth, and uh, I surely hate that. But let me say this here again. I don't know the financial arrangements, Sean, that you guys had or behind whatever supporters and money people, things like that. Um, I think that uh, here again, uh, on both you know, if you can't come to an agreement, I do respect the guys for, you know, they're wanting an answer about a situation. But here again, without going into the politics of it, if you told who what, unless you were privy to the conversation right there, really nothing is nothing. And at this point, uh, I, I hate it for everybody around. Just let me say that. I really do. I don't see any sunshine on the horizon on that situation for anybody. And I find that sad. But uh, the caller that was on, uh, you know, he said his piece, and I respect what he said and how he feels. And some people, you're never going to be able to change the way that they feel, and they're going to believe what they believe. So with that being said, gentlemen, I, I do have to call it a night. I've got to get on. I've got to be on set in the morning. Um, okay, Paul, guys, good luck. No. I'm Thank under, you, Paul. I appreciate it. Really talking about you guys are very welcome. Um, I will be talking to you or be in touch with you, but uh, I have to get this done where I can, you know, like everybody else, be normal. Uh, happy Fourth of July to everybody coming up, and uh, I hope everything is okay. And by all means, uh, you know, Sean, you know, you guys keep on keeping on. Absolutely, Paul. We shall. We'll talk to we you shall. soon. You guys take care, take my care, friend. Bye. Thank you, Bye-bye. Paul. All right, so we're going to give yep. a quick, quick recap of tonight. Uh, obviously, we apologize for Joey Eastman calling in, but uh, if he feels that he's and got a big a set Jag of balls, off. if he feels he's got a big set of balls, I'll give him my address and he can show up and we can do this like men because I want him to say to my face all of this shit because I know otherwise. Yeah. And I have people with me that were privy to that information that I could provide that can say otherwise. Now, why? Let me ask this. Let me clarify what he said. He said that Ed was hoping to get the money that I owed him back. If Ed knew that we lost on show one and we took another loss on show two, why the hell did Ed stick around for show three? Yep. It doesn't make exactly. sense. It doesn't make nope. sense. And, again, I have severed ties with Rampage Championship Wrestling. Um, and Eastman and all his circle-jerking buddies can say what they want about that. And, you know what? Um, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah. I it's, definitely apologize I gotta get for some, Eastman. Yeah. I got to get some rest because I'm going under the knife in the morning. So, Yep. And I've got to be up early in the morning as well. So I wanted to bring you this. I have severed ties, and I'm glad that Eastman called in because we got to clear the air on that. And somebody kind of put him in his place when they said that there was no contract. I don't think he liked that. So yeah. anytime you want to call back in, Eastman, we'll do this again. I, I have no problem with that because I know what I know. I have people that know what they know. You were there. Here's the other thing. 
if I paid a worker mm-hmm. and Ed paid them beyond what I paid them, that's on Ed. That's not on me. I yep. know what I paid my workers. I know what I did in 2009. Did I depend on Ed for some of it? Yes, because he said he wanted to take on the responsibility. But you getting to say for the past mm, almost 10 years that uh, I owe Ed Schumann money when he promoted an event with me, why don't you go talk to some of the other people that promoted shows with Ed? And you said that uh, Ed's problem with Ian was that he was selling bootleg merchandise. There's more to the story that you're not telling. And I know that for a fact. So... I, I don't know what to do with you, Eastman. I, I pray to God that someday I get to fucking piss all over your grave, if not take a happy royal shit. Because I will enjoy dancing. I will have my victory dance. Because you, my friend, have been nothing but a scum of the earth since the time that I've met you. You got lucky to break in down here. You got lucky in the first place. And there are a lot of people that hate you in the wrestling business. Why everybody sucks your dick and has their nose so far up your fucking taint, I don't know. Um, but well, those those people don't even have any anything actually going in the business right now. So, you know, And yes, I mean, you know, you know, you know, this Chikara doesn't use them anymore. You and yes, you may have called Jay Bradley. Good for you. Obviously, if the guy wanted to. Um, not do business, that's on him. But, uh, yeah, you brought up my HIV status. Big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. I wasn't going to manage him. He fa- thought I was. I said that there was going to be somebody managing him. I said that I don't know what RCW had planned when we were originally conjuring up the idea to bring him in. So, say what you want to, Eastman, Vito Tomaselli, Ben Jordan, your whole circle jerking fucking clan. Because the next time you call into my show, I won't be so nice. I played nice tonight. I let you on my airspace for over five minutes. I muted Steve Kane to allow you to get your point across, or your supposed point. So, yeah. With that being said, yeah. Or otherwise, otherwise you would have never, never gotten a word. Because <laughs> I would have kept talking over the top of you. So, Eastman. It was fun. Let's do it again. But the next time you want to do it, why don't you do me a favor and come on out here? Because I promise you, I promise you, I can't promise what I do to you if I ever saw you in person. No, you don't make me angry. You make me disappointed. Because it's people like you that ruin the wrestling business for good people. You might want to twist that as many ways as you can. But the fact of the matter is this. Since Ed Schumann has died, I have ran two shows on myself that did well, that drew money, and paid a charity. You ran one show. Oh, wait. You ran Totally Tool Wrestling, the biggest obnoxious fucking joke to the wrestling business that there ever was. So, yeah, yeah you're it's a, a total joke cool to the industry. You're a fucking no. cool promoter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you made uh, pedophiles into wrestling characters. Yeah. Real real family-type guy you are, Joey. So, with that being said, we're going to end tonight. Katie and I will see you all Tuesday, and uh, 
I'm going to leave this archive up. I don't, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to leave this up and, uh, cause there's some other people that I want to hear it. And I'm sure, I'm sure without a fact, a shadow of a fucking doubt in my head tonight, because of the number that Eastman originally called in on as an 815 number, that he was the one that fucking called O'Shea and made all that shit up with O'Shea. Shadow of a doubt, yep. none. Nope. I, I'm not surprised. I still so, don't know where he got the uh, call the cops on him bit, but... Who knows? No. With that being said, this has yeah. been a 2018 Rampage production. This has been Rampage Rants Severing Ties. And uh, I'm glad that Eastman... <laughs> Eastman's only around in the wrestling business to troll me. I want to comment on that real quick. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah, he's not even, still he's not even on working him. anywhere. He's if not even working anywhere. Reason, Nobody will have him. If that's the only reason that you're in the wrestling business, I promise you, you're going to be dis- disappointed by the time you die. Because I will make this vow to you right now. I will not quit wrestling. Wrestling will quit me. What does that mean, Eastman? Yep. That means if it takes me till my dying breath, I'm going to prove you, everyone else, wrong. Yep. And I'm going to enjoy doing it oh so thoroughly. Yep. Yep. So you wanted, Eastman, you wanted to talk about the um, Mike Awesome Challenge. I think... That would be good for you, man. I really do. Because, man, I know some happy people that would just love to see you no longer be on this earth. No, yep. that's not saying that we want. No, that's not saying that we're going to do harm. But we do wish you ill well. Because yep. I, I fucking hate you. And I, I, it's not even hate. There's not even a word yeah, to be yeah, say because because Sean, here's the thing: in order to hate a person, you have to respect them. I don't respect it's not, them. It's not even hate. There's not even a word I can use to describe it, because he has been nothing but a thorn in my side or my family's side since 2007. And I'm sure he'll go back and listen to the end of this. And I'm sure. He'll go on Facebook and they'll have a good laugh and all of this. I don't give a damn. I draw eight people. No, I draw about three to three fifty, sometimes four hundred a week. When was the last time you did a show that did those kind of numbers? That wasn't a repeat of me being on your fucking airspace or you coming on here and trying to fuck with me. And go ahead and clip tonight because it's the same exact story that I told you before. And you got put in your place tonight by Paul. The only thing is you wouldn't let Paul speak because you were afraid that somebody might put you in your fucking place. And Paul would have. Yep. Yep. I don't have to have friends back me up. I have people that like me, whether you think it or not. Just because you don't like me doesn't affect me. I've never liked you. I've never cared for you. I've never respected a thing that you've done for this wrestling business. I've never respected anything. And you want to say that I brought, wanted to bring you in in 2009? No. 
Wrong, buddy. You can ask Steve Kane because he got the phone call from me. Guess who Ed Schumann yep. booked? Yep. I didn't book you. Yep. I didn't want you there. But exactly. like a cancer, you were brought into my fucking company. And what you saw, I don't care what you think what you saw. I know what the fans that attended the show said. And they came back the following month. I know the quality of matches that I produce. Whether you think Ed booked them or not, I booked them. I sat down with Steve Kane and said, this is who I've got. This is who, what I think we need to do. Before Steve Kane yep. ever worked for me. Nobody knows that. First two shows he had input on. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, you know, say what you want. Ed may have helped, but Ed was not the end-all, be-all of that company. I was. Yep. Let's also talk about the fact that Joey Eastman and his good buddy Sheik went against my orders to not break a table at show two. And yes, they were charged $100 for breaking the venue's table. They got butthurt over that. Ed got butthurt over that. When you go against the fucking promoter's rules, there are consequences. Eastman evidently thought that he could get away with anything. Wasn't going to fly then, isn't going to fly now. The next time he calls in, I pray to God that Katie is on because Katie will fucking destroy him. Oh, yeah. Katie hates him. Katie hates him even worse than we do, and she doesn't even know him. Absolutely. All right, we're done. That's a wrap. All right. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.